So right now, as you are settling into your posture, making little adjustments here and there, <clears throat> even if you don't have the overwhelming emotion that is called bodhicitta in its actual form, have at least just the words in your mind. A strong, making a strong aspiration, in the, even in the form of words, aspiring to perfect, complete enlightenment, in order to be of ultimate benefit to everyone, to every sentient being. Let this idea stir in your mind. Let it bring forth its appropriate, this corresponding emotion. And let that emotion gain strength and momentum until it becomes a determination. And don't worry about the uh, book definition of what perfect enlightenment is supposed to be. Just think of being a being who is capable of helping others in an ultimate way. And aspire to become that being. Let that emotion fill your whole being to the point where you feel this determination also in your own body and every part of your mind has that same determination. Being aware of that determination, <coughs> keeping it active in your mind, then have the intention, almost like uh, wishing the body and the mind to cooperate with the process that will help make this happen. And the process is meditation.
and bring that intention in the form of a wish, form of a request to the body. Just by holding on to that determination, holding on to that intention, and bring your attention to the legs now. And you want the legs to find the position that is most conducive to meditation. And once the legs find it, it will be comfortable, and there will be stability in that posture. And the sign that tells you the legs are ready, as they are as conducive as they can be for now, you will start to feel a pleasant sensation starting to arise in the legs. And you may feel uh, what seemed like an instinct or impulsive kind of thought directed towards positioning the legs a certain way. Just follow that instinct. you start to feel the pleasant sensation in the legs. Now you move to the arms and hands. Just hold on to that intention. You want the body to be in a most conducive position, most conducive posture for meditation. And the thoughts of how to arrange the hands just comes through, or just the intention infuses the arms and hands, and it gives it a sense of comfort, and there's a sense of stability in that posture, in that position. And you become aware of that sign again, the sign that you felt with the legs, that pleasant physical sensation. You now feel it hands and arms, arrange the elbows so they're not too close, not too far from the body, bring your attention now to the shoulders. Bring your attention to the torso and back. Once you get that sign, that pleasant physical sensation now in the back and torso, also 
see if you sense confidence arising from the posture. to the head and neck. Let the mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural places. find the position that is most conducive. For some it could be opening the eyes, for others closing them, and yet others having the eyes half opened. Be aware of that pleasant physical sensation throughout the body. The awareness of that pleasant physical sensation encourages the state to continue, to deepen. And when you bring your attention to the breath, you become aware of how the breath is taking on this tranquil state. And the intention for the body to be in a conducive posture switches to observing the breath. As long as you are aware that you're breathing out when you're breathing out, aware that you're breathing in when you're breathing in, and you're doing what you are supposed to do. If other thoughts come into your mind, if you're aware of other sensations, don't concern yourself with them. No need to chase them away, no need to hold on to any of them. No matter what else may be present in the mind, it's okay. As long as you are aware that you're breathing in when you're breathing in, aware that you're breathing out when you're breathing out, then you're doing what you're supposed to do.
not enhance that intention to follow the breath with keeping the stream of awareness on the breath unbroken to follow the in-breath and out-breath in such a way that the continuity on the, of awareness on the breath remains an unbroken stream. And follow the breath this way for about 11 cycles of breath. Be aware of how that state of tranquility is experienced not only in the body, also in the breath, also in the mind.
and start thinking about that aspiration, that determination. While bringing into mind that determination, bring your attention to the space in front of you, at the level of your eye, of your eyebrows. Also asking, how will I achieve this state? What will help me definitely get there? Who will guide me? sense in that space the presence of your infallible guide appearing in a form made entirely of light the possessor of all those qualities that you are aspiring after in perfection As you review these in your mind, pay close attention, looking for that sense of conviction. And as soon as you notice any measure of conviction, hold on to it. And while holding on to it, express your reverence. Whatever it is, <clears throat> whatever exists within you or outside of you that is obstructing you, seek protection from them by taking refuge, entrusting your hopes and your dependence in your infallible guide, seeing the three jewels embodied there, the perfect teacher. Perfect advice, perfect companion.
this strengthens your faith, your conviction that what you are aspiring to become actually is something that can be actualized, you can actualize. And that measure of conviction that the actual means, that the actual person, the actual method is right in front of you. You feel a great sense of gratitude. Express this gratitude by making offerings. Through your aspiration, you've made the connection, you could say, with your own perfect enlightenment. So what is it that is blocking you from actualizing it, manifesting it? Whatever it is that may be blocking you, obstructing you, whether they are in your own being, whether they appear to be in your environment. Do not know <clears throat> with conviction that the presence is there due to your own actions. Whatever you may have done, said or thought that created these obstacles, regret them. Some of these thoughts, some of these actions, some of these words that you may have uttered, you know, most of them you don't. For both these that you know and don't know, regret. And with the strength of this regret, again, turn you your attention to your infallible guide in front of you, seeking again protection, seeking guidance 
and seeking strength. from this measure of strength that you've gained. Supported by this regret. Try to make yourself make a promise not to allow yourself to act in those ways that create these obstructions in the future. and you will consciously restrain yourself. Think of a definite period of time according to your capacity where you will res exercise restraint. At least if you see yourself motivated by thoughts that are harmful or thoughts that are completely selfish, you will not speak, you will not act, you will not allow yourself to entertain these thoughts. If you can only do it for a few seconds, then promise to do it for a few seconds. of the strength, the force you gain from making a promise to restrain, the intention to restrain. Now make a promise to do something to make up. Again, something you will do consciously. This time motivated by thoughts of benefiting others. You will deliberately and consciously say something or do something or allow your mind to wander along a line where it's motivated by either correct view as you understand it, compassion to the level that you can experience it, or just renunciation. Because all these actions were true, 
and hardly and <coughs> heartfelt. You feel a sense already, a lightness, a burden lifted of conscience. Rejoice that you have begun. Feel the refined state of mind of rejoicing and let become let it become even more refined, continuing to rejoice in all degrees, all measures of goodness, all actions of merit, yours and others. Feel the physical, the side effect of this refined state of mind of rejoicing. A sense of tranquility is deeper now. Then this tranquil state. Turn your attention now to sentient beings struggling to free themselves from some sort of problem, some sort of pain. Desperately wanting to experience some sense of true satisfaction, some sense of happiness. And their very struggle only brings more suffering, less happiness. And your heart embraces them. You strongly wish that they could be free of these problems, these pains, you strongly wish that they can really settle in true happiness. And all this creates a momentum merging with your determination. And you turn your attention again to that infallible guide in front of you. And because your heart is so embracing all beings, it allows you to see that through your infallible guide, through your teacher, you are connected to all enlightened beings. 
from this recognition, you ask them to please come into the lives of these suffering beings. Show them how to truly end their pain. Show them how to find true happiness. Stay in their lives for as long as it takes. Be aware of how the tranquility is deepened. And from within this state, you make a direct <clears throat> you recall what you're about to do while you're sitting down and direct this momentum to help you succeed in this meditation to bring you closer to the object of your determination presence to the crown of your head and strongly wish to be free of whatever obstacles you may experience lack of clarity darkness in your visualizations lack of sense of connection, steadiness of mind, whatever it is that is obstructing these, you wish, strongly wish to be free of them and strongly wish to realize clarity, whatever it is you need to succeed, whatever realizations you seek.
strengthen this aspiration, this strength, this wishing. You can see a stream of nectar, blessing nectar, flowing from the heart of your infallible teacher above your head. The nectar is made of light, enters you, washes away your obstacles, fills you with the realizations that you seek, with the abilities that you seek. Bring your attention back to your breath. Staying aware of the breath. Become aware of your physical body again.
Okay, you can uh, make yourselves more comfortable. I'm not sure where I got this, I, this thought from, but I'm going to convey it anyway because it won't hurt. <laughs> uh, usually, uh, during a, a day like yesterday, a holiday, it is said that uh, on, those, on that particular day, <coughs> day is powerful for doing. Uh, Know, consciously doing act activities of merit, you know that that's why uh, you, you do prayers and do meditation on those. Some people do going to retreat on those days for that day. Supposedly, that day the merit that you accumulate, uh, you accumulate more merit on those days than, uh, than than other days. But also in connection with that, they say like two days before and two days after. The power is like the uh, the the energy. Energy doesn't sound too good. Sound too new agey. Uh, the power, <laughs> sorry, the energy that is at that at, uh, on that day, it doesn't just come fully on that day and ends on that day. So like accumulates towards that day and then it dwindles some days after that. So it takes like two days before and two days after. So two days before, the merit you can accumulate much more powerful merit up to that day, and that day you accumulate those million-fold powerful kind of merit. And then two days after, you can still accumulate some more powerful merit. Okay, that's what they say. And it, it doesn't hurt to try to accumulate merit. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna ride on to that. Those two days. It was yesterday. We get today and then tomorrow, so you can think of doing some, you know, some prayers or some practice and try to gain merit. Okay. And of course, the uh, <coughs> what will determine the power of the merit is the level of the the kind the intention that you bring into it. So it's not just reciting some holy words or reciting doing some holy action, but doing them with, with the intention of at least compassion and try to do it with the intention of bodhicitta and try to have some level of understanding of wisdom no matter what level of wisdom you have to bring it, bring it into, into it okay? so what we are going to do we are going to do uh, something that is somewhat tantric but it's not really tantric or it's not officially classified as tantric so we are going to, uh, so the, the image of that spiritual guide above you, above you, you're going to look at it as, at least think of, you know, when I become enlightened, how will I be? What will I be able to do? And then think of that image as being above your head, having those qualities perf perfectly. Uh, think of it, uh, uh, so, compassion and wisdom, okay, different, different uh, expressions of compassion and wisdom. The wisdom that has, where your mind is perfectly clear, you see things exactly as they are, 
when you see, look at a being, you know exactly w what state they're in, and you know exactly what actions, what words, what time even uh, concerning them that will help them get to a certain uh, level of uh, uh, spiritual advancement or get rid of a particular suffering or get, get them in contact, connection with uh, a true sense of uh, satisfaction. Okay. So your mind is that clear. And also the compassion uh, gives you the power to act out of that wisdom, out of that knowledge. So not only, you see the, the, the compassion not only as a power that allows you to act, but sometimes you might feel afraid <coughs> to act, you might get, no, you might get harmed. But think of the compassion as also like a wall, like a wall of protection. And it doesn't just protect you in a sense that uh, it prevents things from entering your, your sphere, so to speak. Think of it as also uh, empower, uh, protecting, you f protecting you physically, that nothing can harm you physically, nothing can harm you uh, mentally. Think of the compassion as being that you, your compassion is so perfect that you experience compassion that way, that it protects you and that it empowers you at the same time. And now you have this clarity, you, have, uh, you know what to do, and, you, and, w and you're just going out and doing it. Now, <coughs> in whatever way you think that, uh, like, uh, if enlightened being, if, if, you, if there was that, what we were talking about earlier, if you were in an ideal situation, and then you encountered uh, uh, an appearance, an apparition, an ap apparition? Apparition. Apparition. When you uh, encounter an apparition that, that tells you, ah, this is an enlightened being. So see yourself taking on that apparition. And you're going to appear to others that way. Okay? And you're going to know what their wishes are, what, the, what, their, what, what, what obstacles they're experiencing. And you're going to know exactly what to, what to do to help them. Okay? And that compassion is going to connect you and it's going to empower them. It's going to bring them clarity of mind. It's going to bring them protection. It's going to, it's going to uh, remove their suffering from, from, uh, uh, for them. And while you're doing this, so where do you go? Okay. So you can think of specific situations happening in the world right now, and you see yourself going there, and you know, places of conflict, places of uh, suffering. See yourself going there, and then you know what to do and then you're doing it, and you're empowering others to, uh, to be free. And sometimes you might get your own thoughts, your own kind of suffering coming, coming, coming to your mind in the meditation. Don't try to push them away. As a matter of fact, uh, don't identify with them as being your thoughts, your, your, your aspirations. You can think of them as being, because your mind is so clear, you're, you're uh, clearly aware of a thought of a sentient being. You're aware of what the aspirations are. You're aware of what they're suffering, they're going through. And then see yourself going to that being in the same way and then helping that being. Okay? So the being that is you that is suffering right now, you're going to see it as just another being you're going to help. And with the same enthusiasm that you're going to help some what is for you now, a stranger who lives in some foreign country somewhere, you're going to help this being here when, when, you, when, when thoughts 
uh, when memories of your own uh, situation comes up, think of it as somehow you're, con you're connected with some <coughs> being who's praying to you. And you're going to go to them and help them. Okay. And usually the way it is uh, portrayed, the, how the help goes to the being, uh, it's like in terms of forms of light. So you can see light going from you, going to that being, and then when the light reaches the being, it becomes something. It becomes either the clarity of mind that they want to experience, it becomes uh, the compassion that they want to taste. It can, it can even become, uh, if you, because of the, you, or you now, now that you are omniscient, you can see that if they have a car that will bring them to a state of mind where compassion and wisdom, they can become, uh, uh, I'm thinking a very ancient word, fodder. Mm -hmm. uh, where does that come from? <laughs> it becomes fodder. I mean, I guess I want to be uh, fancy to that today. <laughs> So it becomes farther for compassion and wisdom to be to, uh, to ripen in their mind. Okay, now because you could say maybe they were so fixated on on that object, unless they they, they have unless they get it. They, they, even if you were to appear to them perfectly in your perfect form as a Buddha, they wouldn't be able to see you because they're so focused on that. So you make them see that, and they're free of that attachment because now they have it. Now their mind is ready for something else, something higher. Okay, so the beam of light can become the car for them that they want. It becomes the house that they want. It becomes whatever it is that they want. Okay, and then you take them higher. Okay, so that's the meditation you're gonna do. Okay, so you focus on, the, on there. Focus on what would it be like if you. What, what is it, the state of enlightenment would be like? What would it be like when you become fully enlightened? And think of the compassion and the wisdom. And then. You merge with that, and you become that. Okay, now that, now that you're fully enlightened Buddha, your career begins, and you go out into the world and remove suffering and then bring true happiness. And when your own memory of suffering, your own suffering comes in, don't identify with it as being your, your suffering. Think, think of it as somehow some being has made such a strong connection with you, it, you're hearing their thoughts. Okay? Alright, so that's the meditation. And if uh, this could should feel fun, right? <laughs> Alright? So now I have a vivid recollection of that state of tranquility you experienced earlier.
and let the very vividness of that recollection infuse your present state. And with that taste, stabilize it with observing five cycles of breath. engage in meditation thinking that I am pretending. Try to have a sense of it's really happening going along. And since it's really a pretense, to help you do it next time, have that level of awareness that was aware of that tranquility, that was aware of what's going on. Let it be aware of what's going on also while you're doing this pretense while you're not pretending to pretend. Okay? And have a, and be motivated to act out of a real sense of compassion. Okay? And to help with the compassion, you can start thinking about the conditions of beings and really wanting to help them.
as you are, <clears throat> cultivating this compassion. Stay focused on that presence above your head and really feel it. You might feel it as almost a heat. You might feel it as a magnetic pulse. You might feel it as a tingling sensation above your head. And whenever your mind goes there, know that, tell yourself, this is the perfect state that I'm aspiring after. It's right there, right now, above my head. That state of perfect compassion. Perfect clarity of mind. And keep thinking about those qualities. And what are those qualities to you? Because of your compassion for others. It will help you help others, enable you to help others in a real way. To help you jumpstart uh, compassion, think of your own problems. And whoever else is experiencing them, how you wish that we were all free of it. And then you aspire to that state above your head. Powerful compassion that protects, that gives energy and power. Clarity that knows without limit. And also that knowing is done within a state of because the mind is perfectly clear, perfectly vast, that itself is experienced as bliss. So all knowledge comes within the field of bliss.
you can do it in a in the form of repetition. You transform, you go, you hug, and you stop, and you go back again. Above your head, transform, go, help. Or you can take a little time with each step and see yourself going to different places to help.
bring your attention to the breath. Dedicate the merits of this meditation Become aware of the body starting with the top of the head. Deliberately bring your attention there. Include more and more of your body along with the breath until you're aware of the whole body from head to toes. Believe it or not, this fun meditation. I hope you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just fantasizing. It's actually a method of helping you. At the beginning, it helps you connect with what the provisions that you need to help you get to that state. You will meet that person, you will meet that environment, you will meet that teaching. And it will gather those things in your mind that will help you get closer to it by doing that. I have a, just a question about this, this one. This one's a little, it's a little unusual in uh -huh. the sense that it, it seems to be it's sort of a combination of daydreaming with directed activity. Yeah. Um, is it, it, the daydreaming aspect of it, sometimes it can kind of start to take over your mind. Like you can start to see images that you, you weren't intentionally trying to do. So there's a sense of a lack of control and then mm -hmm. you're dealing with what you're daydreaming about, you're then working with that. So it's a little bit like a lucid dream in a sense. Should it be more like that or should it be more like an intentionally constructed Oh, no, scene? no. It, it could be both. Okay. As long as the, uh, what seems to be the daydreaming, the uncontrolled aspect doesn't take you to some far away thing right. away from your intentions. Right. Okay. Oh, like if all of a sudden you see yourself in a in an environment that's pleasant and that you were not intending to create, that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, thank you. Thank you.